The Meddlesome Meeples present The Quest Report with Matt and Richard. On this Quest Report, we are going to talk about Tortuga 1667, which is a game that hasn't got too many components, does it? Quite a small little game. Got a lot of cards. But um, this is basically a hidden identity game it is yeah it's um it does and it does it very very well mm. now the entire game fits in this little book style box yeah you can put it on your shelf and no one will know it's a game and it does a lot with a very few components so the with this game uh you're going to be getting an identity a hidden identity card which is basically your nationality yeah <laughs> it's a hidden and, nationality card <laughs> and there's potentially three different nationalities in this game because if there's an even number of players they're going to be divided between british and french yeah if there's an odd number of players the odd uh, there's going to be a dutchman card yeah a dutch nationality and for the uh, french and the british they're going to work as teams trying to uh, get more treasure than the other team. So if the British yeah. end with more treasure, they win. If the French end with more treasure, they win. The Dutchman is going to be trying to win by making the teams balanced. So he needs the end scores to be the same. Tie, yeah, for end both a tie. players. Yeah. Um, and potentially there is eight lots of treasure that the two teams are going to be fighting over. Two based on the island of Tortuga, mm-hmm. and six that could be either on the Spanish galleon or one of the two team ships. So it's quite interesting to see how this plays out. Now, those uh, identities will be dealt at the beginning. There is at least one card in, in the deck that will allow someone to change uh, their secret roles with another player. Yeah, because that And happened. that has happened. Mm. Um, but on your turn, effectively, you're going to get... A few choices. All players have the opportunity to look at some of the event cards. Now, the event cards are going to be under the playmat. There'll be five face down, and when they're revealed, they're they're then immediately resolved in most cases. A couple allow you to keep the card and and use it later. Some make you keep it. Some are bad. Yeah, the like albatross. The albatross. Don't don't get the albatross card. <laughs> no. Um, but you can either look at a couple on your turn. You can either look at a couple of the event cards and replace them face down mm-hmm. you can reveal one and resolve it um, you can force another player to choose between two event cards of course they can't then look at them they may already know if they've taken that option earlier yeah. or you can move between ships and rowboats and, and the island but each uh, rank if you're on the ship each rank has a special ability so if you're in the first s- spot on the ship and you're the captain you can call for an attack or maroon a player the yeah. cabin boys uh, can move a treasure between holds on the ship. The first mates can try and oust the captain and take yeah, control. That's pretty good. Which is always fun. Yeah. If you're the governor of Tortuga, you get to call for a brawl. Yeah. Which uh, gives you a chance to um, move treasure between the two parts of the island, between yeah. the two teams. It's weird on Tortuga because the treasure always stays there, but it can be on either the British side or the French side. Yeah. And that's what you can change. Um, and whether you are making an attack, calling for a mutiny, or calling for a brawl, uh, you're using these vote cards. Now, you start with three, and every time you use one, you will uh, replace it straight after. 
But these actually reminded me of some of the cards in games like, um, for example, Fate of the not Fate of the, uh, Shadow of the Elder Gods, where right. the vote cards are divided into different sections, and you use different sections of the card. Oh, uh, it's like in the, different yeah, scenarios. That was the random anonymous one. For example, if you're attacking the ship, you use the top part of the card. If you're having a brawl on the island, you use the middle part of the card. If you're trying to have a mutiny, you use the bottom part of the card. Yeah, <laughs> trying um, And much like games like um, Battlestar Galactica, if when whenever there's a vote between either members of, a, of the ship or on the island. You've not only got the cards that the players are, are putting in, you've also got a card from the top of the deck, which means that you can never be sure who's put what in. You can try and if work that out. someone's put a bad one in, could have been the deck. That's right. Um, and I must say, personally, I absolutely loved this game. I really enjoyed it. It's a short yeah. game. It's not very long. It's only about, what, three quarters of an hour? Yeah. It took us to play that. with five mm. players. We had a few games. Um but there's always feels like there's options to do. Mm. It's something good because you can you think oh, okay, well, I want to try and make an attack and get some more treasure for my ship. Yeah. Okay, well I can do that. But then I'm, am I revealing my identity when I'm putting that treasure in the hold if the attack's been yeah. successful? You can double bluff. You can double bluff effectively doing that. And sometimes if this if one of the ships is empty, you think oh, I'll go to that ship and then I'll be the captain. Yeah, so, yeah, that's because those ranks that you have will be constantly changing throughout the game as uh, as you move to different spaces. That's something that took a while for me to get. Yeah, the hang of. Yeah. And that's that's interesting. I thought the. Um, not only does it have good options for you to do, because I say everyone, you know, is going to be good. Sometimes you think, well, I'm the captain. Do I want to be the captain? Because I know someone, Carolyn, is mut- is planning a mutiny. Yeah, um, insisted a mutiny. Yeah, uh, but then you get to go to the uh, island, perhaps, and you get to do something cool. And so, no matter what happens. There's always some good mm. stuff that you can do. It's fun moving around the ships. It, the event cards are fun because they allow you to do different things. Maybe uh, shoot another player. Yeah. Uh, it might be something, <laughs> some interesting opportunity to travel. It could be something that really does change the game, like uh, one of the cards we have, because there's the regular event cards and then starred cards, which you're going to shuffle three into the event deck every game. Yeah, so there'd be a few really powerful ones in there. And they can really change things. So, for example, in our very first game uh, on like the second turn or something like mm. that one of them destroyed a rowboat <laughs> yeah. so it was only specific cards like the Atlantis card or something like that that allowed you to move between um, the Jolly Roger and Tortuga at that point because the rowboat to go from ship to island and back was out of the game yeah. so that was that was fun I always like hidden identity games because I like trying to figure out okay which side are you on mm. and, and very occasionally which side am I on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love what this game does, and I love the way it, it does it. It does it with very few components as well, um, but it doesn't feel like this game would ever stagnate. It doesn't feel like it at the moment, because I could have gone for a third game of it, really, even that night. Um, mm. Yeah, once we kind of got the hang of what was happening on it. The one thing that took me a little while... Well, not a, not a while, but I think quite get at first is that it doesn't matter which ship you're on, either mm. the Flying Dutchman or the Jolly Roger. They're just the pilot ships, yeah. and it's that each ship has two holds. So basically, each ship is collecting treasure for the British and for the French, mm. and 
it's kind of up to you which hold you want to put it in and that will kind of reveal yeah. what <laughs> where your loyalties lie basically I mean you can end up with one team controlling one ship mm. but that's not inherently the case so you can end up thinking oh this is my team uh, we're all on, on you know the flying Dutchman and we're all getting gold for the British and yeah. then it turns out someone on your team has been masquerading and they're actually a, a French player Yeah, and they've just been biding their time till they can start moving treasure from the British hold to the to the French hole. So it is interesting and you can't rely on a case of oh well this person seems like they're on that that side because they've taken this action because people can and do double bluff a lot yeah, they with do. their actions. Um, and as I say this is a, a, a light portable game um, very easy to get around it's very easy to learn I think this is a game that would appeal to most people that play it you could have you could bring this game out just as like a dinner party kind of thing, and people would get it quite easily, mm. I think, and enjoy it. Because you can have up to nine players playing this. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We've played several games with five players, but and that was great fun. But I do feel like having even more players will make the game faster and even more backstabbing. Yeah, it'd be more guesswork, wouldn't there? Yeah, it'd be easier to hide your. Your hidden nationality. I think it's all always going to be better as well with that odd number of players. Yeah. Because then you've got the Dutchman, who is another element that's going uh. around, and he's he's all he's trying to do is make sure the teams are balanced. So one minute you might think he's the British because he's he's just done something that seems to help the British, but actually all he's trying to do is is win the game for himself and make sure the scores are, are as yeah, level as they can it's be. Just, it's like balance, don't they? They say just the if a player du- seems overly concerned with balance. They might be the Dutchman, mm. but that's not categorically the case. That's how I got found out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, oh, well, I'm going to say this. I wholeheartedly recommend this, me heart is. It's Tortuga 1667. And one thing I want to, I want to add, my, I also heartily recommend this as well. I just want to say these treasure chests are gorgeous. There's little yeah. the little gold sparkly wooden treasure chests that you're moving around. So it's pretty fun. The to character pieces are basic, but that that's all they need to be. I, I like, like the little meeples. Not yeah. <laughs> They're not meeples. I like the little cloth bag that you get with it. I yeah. like the again I like the artwork on the on the cards. Yeah. But everything just fits beautifully back in the case. It's beautifully present uh, presented. It's easy to learn. Go check it out. It's Tortuga 1667. You should definitely do that. Farewell, Quester. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.